Hey baby. Hey baby. I'm Erin. And I'm Jackie and welcome back to the Hey Baby podcast. Welcome back everyone. My weekend was good and it was so good because I spent it with Jackie. We did a photo shoot and made some TikToks so there's going to be some content on TikTok um coming out soon or I guess already coming out when you guys are listening to this so that's good yeah that was great it was great to see her (laughs) we are both really excited for today's episode because this is something we both don't know much about and Mm -hmm. we're assuming that a lot of you guys don't know that much about it either unless maybe you're a finance major or an accounting Mm. major then Mm. maybe you know something about it We are very excited because today we are having on Taylor Price. You may know her as Priceless Tay from TikTok. The last time I looked, it was like 550. And now she's up to 610,000 followers on TikTok. And on TikTok, um, Taylor talks all about finance for Gen Z, for young people to understand. And she's 20 years old, just like us. So Taylor Price is the founder of Tap Into It and Team Tap, which both serve to bridge the gap between students and the world of finance. She used her skills to help us understand and use our finances. And you can find her on TikTok and Instagram at Priceless Tay. So yeah, she's gonna be coming on today to be talking about finance in a digestible way so we can all set ourselves up for success early in life. I know... I don't know about you, Erin, but I know so little about this stuff, and I would love to understand it. It's so important. No, yeah, me too. This is something I wish I would have learned in, like, high school. You know, you have those, like, I don't Mm -hmm. know, home ec classes and stuff like that, and I think you're supposed to learn even simple stuff about, like, how to write a check, (laughs) but you never get taught this stuff in school. Unless, like I said earlier, unless you are, like, a finance major or something like that, like, I would never take a class on something like this because it's not No, exactly. There's so much stuff that, you know, all those years of high school, you're supposed to be learning the crucial stuff. And even in college, like, the classes, our um, general requirement classes, I I don't understand why I have to take a lab science, but I don't have to take a class on personal finance. Like, yeah. Also, I, I don't even know if we have those classes available at all in our college. Like, it's so important. I don't know. Yeah. And I would love to know about it. So, Taylor is going to join us today. She's going to tell us all about it. It's going to be really great. Yeah. We're super excited. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. All right, guys. Now, welcome to the podcast, Taylor Price. Hello. Hey, everyone who's listening. (laughs) Why don't you tell the people a little about who you are? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a 20-year-old female entrepreneur, investor, social media influencer, (laughs) if you want to call it. I make a lot of TikToks. I'm pretty much known as at Priceless Tay on the Mm -hmm. internet. So maybe you guys are listening today, have seen me around on the social media space, but Moreover, I really talk about personal finance and the financial literacy gap and teach Gen Z how to close it and how to make and manage money. Yeah, and that's so important. We were talking about before the episode that we, the two of us, this is like an educational session for us too because <laughs> we're 20 years old, we're in college, and we know so little about this stuff. We wish that people had 
had courses devoted to when we were in high school and even in college that like it was more regular that we would be taught this stuff. So we're so excited to hear everything that you have for us today. Of course. Yeah. And I feel like so many people like I myself too, I didn't get any of that education yeah. in school whatsoever. And I think that's why like my friends also in the space of personal finance, real estate, business, all of that stuff that we go through at one point in our life or another um, resonate with and relate to so much that like the school systems have to be changed. Like we're basically just going to be the nine to five corporate world and people aren't going to be able to live their best life if they don't know how to really like talk money. Yeah, Yeah, I feel like if you don't, learn this stuff from your parents then it's like it's just a big learning process it's a lot to learn on your own yeah like Um, I shouldn't have to learn this stuff from TikTok but it's so great that I am learning this stuff from TikTok but yeah yeah like there's things I remember I found you because you came up on my for you page and I think you were talking about Roth IRA and I was like I have never heard about this before I have no (laughs) idea what it is and it's so crazy that that's how we're getting our information Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, definitely. That's like one of the main like pinpoints. I have to say like the Roth IRA has been so much, it's been used on social media so much. Like everybody's talked about it. So if like somebody doesn't know what a Roth IRA is, like where have you been at this point? Like obviously you're not on the internet, but overall, um, yeah, I agree. It's really difficult, especially if you have, you don't have parents who like talk about this kind of stuff yeah. and since money is such a taboo topic overall, like people don't talk about how much they're making with one another. People don't talk about their credit scores with one another. It's like a very, very personal thing. And I think that's what's the power of social media within this is that we have a space where we can talk about it and where people are. So once they actually like realize, oh my goodness, there's a way that I can become a millionaire at 59 and a half and I don't have to work my entire life like my parents, like I want to learn more about this. Where can I learn more? And so, yeah, that's that's basically what how I feel about it. What about you guys? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so excited for today because I feel like I know so little and – I I just wish that school I want school to be totally reformed. Like it's so crazy that we're not learning this stuff. And yeah, what about you, Erin? Yeah, I feel the same way. Like when you're talking about Roth IRA, <laughs> I I don't know what that is. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe we'll actually start with that for our listeners and just so everyone knows, um our goal today is to give you guys essential financial knowledge for you all to succeed that is why we have taylor on today so we hope you're excited and maybe have a notebook out take some (laughs) notes because i'm sure um there's going to be some really important things said in today's episode so yeah why don't we start with could you explain what roth ira is and how it works Of course. Yeah. So basically what a Roth IRA is, is that you contribute money every single month. Let's say you have $20, $100, whatever, $500 is the tops that you can contribute. And you contribute to this fund every single month. You can start at 18 and eventually compound interest starts to um, work its wonders. And by the time you're 59 and a half, um, the way that the compound interest works is that every single time you put in money, your money will continuously work for you. 
And with this Roth IRA, the greatest thing about it is that with this Roth IRA, if you're putting in like a few hundred thousand dollars by the time you're 60, you are not going to be taxed on that few hundred thousand dollars because you're already paying the tax up front. So if you're putting in $20 each month, you're taxed right then and there. And so when you're 60 years old, you actually have that few million dollars that is not going to be taxed or anything along the lines of that. And that's what makes it really special. That's amazing. And so kids can start doing that from when they're 18 years old. They can put in a small amount of money up front. Yeah, so it depends. Like, if you got a few girls, I don't know if you like Starbucks or whatever, but I always talk <laughs> on my profile like, the amount of money that people spend at Starbucks can yeah. be contributed to their Roth IRA and literally make you a millionaire by the time like <laughs> you're, you're that old. Um, right now, there is a cap. Let's say if like you're a more affluent individual, um, right now, 2020, I think the max limit per year that you can contribute is six thousand dollars so you can contribute um you can do the math like a a few hundred dollars uh every month until it accumulates to six thousand if you do if you work a lot or if you inherited some money and that kind of stuff we we have a bunch of different topics that we could ask you about today but since we have you here what in your opinion are the most important things for college kids to know about finance that they may not already be learning just from being people who aren't studying finance in school in the world. Definitely. Yeah. So a little quick story and background. So I am a finance major at a college and I'm just finishing up in December, my last three classes. Mm -hmm. But when I first started in college, like I was thrown into these monetary policy, fiscal policy, all this stuff that I had no idea about. I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Like (laughs) I have a credit card. Like what does this even do? Yeah. (laughs) throw you like off they throw you into an ocean when you don't even know how to swim so starting off with like the basic basics of personal finance example the credit card like don't utilize more than 10 to 30 percent of your credit card um for your credit limit let's say you like you have a thousand dollars that you're able to spend each and every month don't spend more than a hundred This is just a simple, easy, quick tip that you can actually start to increase your credit score. And people ask like, why is that even important? Why, why is a credit, why is it important to have a credit card and such a good credit score? If you're going to college or if you're trying to get a nice car or we may want to become homeowners one day, right? And many people don't have a few hundred thousand dollars in cash laying around. So We have to go to a lender, thus we are the borrower. And people need to know if you're trustworthy or not. Like if you're a friend who's always talking like bad stuff about your other friend and you're all like hanging out together, like do you really think that this person's going to trust you? No. So same thing goes with like bringing it back to like finance and credit. Yeah, I feel like credit score is the one thing that I do know about, but I actually, I don't have a credit card yet because I never saw the need to while I was in college, <laughs> but I definitely should so that I can build up that score for when I graduate in two years. I'm Yeah, like I heard it's better to start. <laughs> start like, early. As soon as you can. Yeah, yeah. early. Yeah, yeah, there's a quick tip for everybody under 18. So there's like this misconception, you have to be 18 to start your credit score. Not true. 
you can start your credit score under your parents. So let's say you're 14, 15, 16, 17, you can become an authorized user. And what that basically means, you know, you're buying stuff under your parents already, but you're actually building up your credit score as well. Of course, your parents have like the primary responsibility of paying mm -hmm. that off, but being an authorized user, you can start creating that good credit wow. score. Is there anything else that's most important that you think for college kids to know about finance? Definitely budgeting as well too. So the way in which I explain it before we've been talking about credit, before we've been talking about the Roth IRAs, like we have to think of like the money tree, which everyone talks about. And they say, okay, we have this seed here. First, it's the budget. And we have to water that with our good credit score. We have to water that with a good savings account, you know, our emergency fund. And finally, we have this like small miniature tree that's not yet producing that money money that everybody talks about. And so finally, once you start doing that and watering it with all that good stuff, then you start building out these branches and branches, of course, they're not guaranteed or they're not ever going to be as strong as the trunk, which goes back to, again, the budgeting, the savings accounts, the credit score, very, very basic stuff. So once you start building out those branches, you can say, okay, I want to turn my side hustle into a full-time business and I want to start generating money that way. And this way you start generating money from the money tree to make it more of like a passive income. The same thing goes with like investing in the stock market as like another branch. You can say, okay, I'm going to start investing in the stock market. One, we have to think, okay, yes, this is not guaranteed. So we're going to consider a branch and there you can start investing into dividends, which again is going to be more of that passive income. So we can actually establish this money tree where we don't have to work anymore. We can sit back and let our money start growing. Yeah, that sounds ideal. Yeah. And <laughs> I would love to hear more too about stocks because I can see all these movies. I can go watch Wolf of Wall Street. I can see the big guys on TV talk all about stocks. And I want to know what they're talking about. And I have no idea. So tell me what stocks are. Tell me how I can do it. And tell me why I should do it, please. Well, I have a friend who is always talking to me about penny stocks, I think is oh. what they're called. And is that is that really helpful? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, so let me just start them. off with like the basic... <laughs> what are stocks and what is the stock market? So like when I was younger, I had no idea. Like I, I literally thought like the stock market was a place where you can like go ahead, like, and you go pick groceries basically. And like, okay, this is mine, but I'm going to actually use that analogy. So yeah. think of the stock market, like a grocery store. We have like our fruits and vegetables department. We have like our deli and meats mm -hmm. department. Then we have our like ice cream refrigerator bakery goods type stuff. And so when you're going into the stock market, quote unquote, guys, for those who are listening and not seeing me right now, <laughs> um, you're basically, you basically have your grocery cart where you can say, okay, I'm going to choose from the fruits and vegetables department. And really within the stock market, that might be the tech sector. So I'm going to buy Amazon and I'm going to buy Apple. Then you can say for the delis and meats, I'm going to buy something from the energy sector. And overall, like once you're done shopping, you have what's known as shares and investments. Shares are what make up a stock. So if you're an investor in Amazon, you get one share. And 
for those who don't have like a $3,000 to invest yeah. into one of these stocks. Um, like Aaron said, there is such a thing as penny stocks where there's stocks basically under $10, which you can buy or you can actually start investing in fractional shares, which let's say you do want to buy Amazon and you love what Amazon has to offer. And we're all pretty much college aged kids here. So uh, we, we love that two day free shipping for students mm -hmm. and we want to get Amazon. And so we can get fractional shares and maybe spend $5 instead of $3,000 with those fractional shares. Basically at the end of the day, what you're doing is you're buying something and hoping in return, it's going to increase in value over time. Same thing like people buying sneakers. Like is this something super yeah. popular our age when guys buy like these amazing, cool looking sneakers and then they sell it like Yeezys or something. They sell it on eBay or whatever for like thousands of dollars, even mm. though they only bought it for 200. The same principle goes within the stock market. Yeah. So can your profit, if you're doing the penny stocks or you're doing a fractional share, can it be comparable to someone who is able to put in the $3,000 depending on which stocks you invest in or are you limited by how much you can invest? Yeah. So that's a really great question. When, of course, when you're investing more money, there's going to be a greater return. So mm -hmm. if I'm only investing $10 compared to $100, the $100 is going to increase profits or on the opposite hand, you can lose money, lose more money too, instead of just having that $10, it's not gonna mean yeah. uh, as much to you. Okay, I would like to venture on to a new topic, which is student loans. Since <laughs> we are all college students here, this is obviously a big topic. So do you have any tips on student loans, how we should deal with that? Of course, yeah. So first off, we can talk about federal and we can talk about private student loans. If you are eligible for federal, meaning that your family makes under a certain income bracket, go opt in for the federal loans. Why? Because let's say we have somebody in the future, a president, for example, who's like, okay, we're all going to forgive student loans. That means that all the federal student loans will be wiped away. And those who have had the private loans are still going to have to pay. So that's my first tip. If you have the opportunity to get the federal student loans, go for that any day. Um, instead of the private, because over time, eventually you can be forgiven. And there's actually a few different programs within student loans. If you start working a job um, and eventually 10 years from now, you use that income over time, you're either working for the government, some form or another, you can also get those loans forgiven, just like somebody may um, pay grad school if you go and work for them for X amount of years too. It is so insane to me to see TikToks with people saying how much they owe in student loans 20, 30 yeah. years out. <laughs> it is outrageous. And I, I've been in a lucky financial situation with my financial aid at my college. I definitely have seen a lot of friends who are halfway through college now and they already, they have thousands and thousands of dollars that they're already trying to start paying off. Like my aunt, she's, I think she just turned 50. She just finished paying off her student God. loans, which is absolutely crazy to me. Yeah. Like I would never, ever, ever want to try and like be 50 years old and still paying off. And 
let alone like I have to pay for my kids to go to college as well too. Exactly. Yeah. And so refinancing is going to be like your best friend, just like if you're uh, a first time homeowner, there's special interest rates. You can get Mm -hmm. your interest rates lowered. If you can pay um, more upfront to your principal, if you have like a $60,000 student loan and you can pay like a nice portion of that in the very beginning, it is going to help you so much in the long run. So stressful and just like a burden to have to carry around those student loans for like I half of your life. Imagine. I like, can't imagine. 50, 20, 30 rule is the most important because mm-hmm. bringing back to like the money tree and that symbolization, the first thing that I said was budgeting. And in order to start investing into an index fund or investing in a mutual fund or investing knowledge within yourself, you have to understand budgeting. And that's where the 50, 20, 30 rule comes in. 50% of your income goes to the cost of living. This could be like traveling with your gas mileage, insurance, um, a roof over your head, rent, utilities, all that kind of stuff. Does not include Netflix or those Starbucks drinks. Sorry, ladies sitting out there. Seriously. Um, really goes to your wants and 30% goes to a savings account Mm -hmm. and allowing yourself to be a little bit more flexible. Let's say that your wants this month, like you can't go out for a girl's night. And so you should contribute maybe 35% that month instead of 20 and make it 15% of your wants. And does that make sense? 35% going to yeah and therefore like you're starting to be able to have that money to start investing in such index and mutual funds yeah and one quick question attached to the savings portion of it i know i saw tiktok of your once and it's i'm losing the memory but that you said that we shouldn't just put our money into savings and checkings accounts that there are other ways to diversify your money to better gain to, to better use it, it, to better gain interest. So what what are those other ways besides checking accounts and savings accounts that we should be putting our money? Yeah, so just to be clear with savings accounts, there's like a whole, this is like a whole other like podcast app. There's like yeah, yeah. simple saving accounts and then there's um, high yield savings accounts, which typically have more room to grow for mm-hmm. interest rates. There's money market accounts, which tie your money up a little bit more than savings accounts. For example, you can only take money out of these accounts five times a month instead of a normal savings account. You can just pull from it whenever. There's CDs, which are certificates of deposits. These actually lock your money in for a certain interest rate. So for example, like before Rona hit, you could have bought a CD certificate of deposit at your bank for a 4%, 5% interest rate compared to what is now like less than 2%, 1% interest that you find at a normal savings account. Um, There's treasury bonds, which are government issued bonds that when we're in a lower economic status like this, they're going to yield a little bit more um, interest as well too. And so those are just some of the forms of savings accounts. That doesn't even include like starting to invest into the stock market or in, you know, bonds or anything along the lines of that. Yeah. Again, like 
It's oh crazy. God. This is stuff that I never heard about before. I just have my regular savings account and checking account. I never heard of those things that you're talking about. And I remember seeing a TikTok the other week and I was like, what? There are other kinds of savings. Like it's not just a basic. Many people don't have that opportunity or their parents like don't even know that's yeah. a thing. Like it's generational, like generations back, people still don't talk about this. It's like, have you guys ever read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad? I mean, this is no. like the ultimate personal finance book. I highly recommend it. It's by Robert Kiyosaki. Ooh. And it basically talks about all the stuff which we're talking about today. He has a rich dad and then he has a poor dad. And his um, his poor dad is his real dad. And his rich dad is his friend's dad who he's best friends with. And this rich dad knows how to read financial statements, was able to retire early, um, was able to you know read bank statements and get all these tax advantages while his poor dad was just a college professor going through the motions living paycheck to paycheck knowing nothing about financial literacy and so starting to immerse yourself on social media yes all you guys listening that are on tiktok literally search up my name at <laughs> priceless day you can really start finding out how much this actually means. And when you do it seriously, like opens up your eyes. Like it's so crazy to think that I could have the, I, I could be the one to like actually have a positive impact on your financial future, which is crazy. Yeah. And you are, you're yeah. having a positive impact on me and Aaron's financial future. <laughs> the things we're talking about today are things we didn't know. And it's also striking me as such like, a lucky and, and privileged conversation that we get to have too because so many people are born situations where they don't have the connections and they're not going to be able to learn these things from their families and luckily with things like the internet it makes it much more accessible and so we're so we're so grateful for this opportunity exactly this podcast like a one, it's been absolutely amazing. So much knowledge has been tossed around. I'm so excited uh, to have been invited. Yeah, thank you so much <laughs> for coming. As we wrap up, we would love to hear some, well, of course, any general last tips, but also like how your journey as a female entrepreneur has been and this whole process of coming up on TikTok and just all of that stuff. We would love to hear anything you have to share. It's crazy. I think I was the first ever female in like personal finance investing to be on TikTok. Wow. And from that, it was basically breaking like a glass ceiling or breaking mm -hmm. standards mm -hmm. because so many older white men on Wall Street were like, what is this girl even talking about? Mm -hmm. What does she even know? Like she's just a 19 year old girl at the time. Uh, my birthday is May 15th, so I turned 20. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but like, what does this girl even know? And then there was these other guys on Wall Street, literally, like I was trending on Twitter back in February. Mm -hmm. um, they were like, um, well, guess what, guys? What were you doing? You were doing like keg stands and doing like all the other stuff that this girl's not doing. So mm -hmm. you should actually be like saying like, come to my job and like start learning because who knows like where I could be eventually in Overall, it's been an amazing journey. Like I said, it's crazy to me to think that like, even you guys listening out there today, I hope you picked up something valuable within this um, podcast with Jackie and Aaron. And hopefully it could impact your financial future in like a positive way and, and continue listening to these girls. They're absolutely amazing. Um, mm -hmm. And Hey Baby is so fun. We're oh, so glad you. that you could come on today. 
So guys, you can all find Taylor at Priceless Tay on TikTok and Instagram. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I know me and Erin learned a lot and hopefully our listeners did too. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, guys. Well, that was our interview with Taylor Price. We hope you all enjoyed it and got something out of it. We certainly did. Yes, I definitely did. I definitely did. I am about to go get a credit card. um, Same. Maybe get in a Roth IRA. Um, Yeah, that's what I'll do first. I'll get a credit card. I'll start my credit, line of credit. Um, Sounds like a plan. Penny stocks? My dad's been telling me to get a credit card. I know, I know. I need to get one. I get all those things in the mail that's like, get your student credit card. And I'm like, I don't want to have to worry about that. I don't need one. But I guess it's Well, yeah, it just sort of seems like a hassle and like another task I I have to just like get done, like out of the way. So it just escapes me. Hearing her talk about that Rich Dad, Poor Dad book too, it's like financial literacy is going to benefit us so much in the long run. Also, we didn't get to talk to her too much about this during the episode because we had limited time with her. But it is so great to see such a young woman be such a force within such a male-dominated industry. It was so impressive to hear her yeah. talk with so much knowledge today. I know. I was like, I literally, I know. I'm like listening to her talk and I'm like, I have uh, no it's idea what she's saying. Like, it's and we've, amazing we've said, what I know, she's I saying, felt, but I'm like, I, I wish like I knew this too. because I probably sound like an idiot. Multiple times throughout the episode and I'll say it again. We should be learning these things in school. This should be basic education. Come on. I want to know financial literacy. And now hopefully we can all have some more financial literacy and feel more prepared to go out into the world. I definitely do. I am going to go back and listen to this episode and take notes so that I have it on paper because that's how I work. And then I'm going to go do some things for myself because Jesus yeah yeah i just want to say too and i completely Mm -hmm. forgot about this i took a summer management course um a few months ago and one of the courses was finance and accounting and guess what i remember pretty much none of it it was like all balance Mm -hmm. sheets and it wasn't taught in a way that i could retain the information so i also feel like how it's taught like like taylor and teaching it through tiktok also i feel like it right to the audience one of the things that will help Hey Baby grow is also if you pick up some of our merch, which is available right now as we speak. There is a link in our bio right now, so you can follow the link and it will take you right to the website and you just purchase through the website and it will arrive at your door. So that's amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to us talking now i'm gonna go and edit last week's episode because i still have to do it and that's be done in two days so actually has to be done by tomorrow so i'll go do that and you guys can go listen to more episodes of hey baby actually in your universe the episode that i'm about to edit's already done so get excited guys you can go check it out i'm sure i worked really hard on it (laughs) go listen to our last episode Bye, baby. Bye, baby.